0: Hey, everybody. What you're about to see and hear is a special episode that was months ago planned to be live in person with Sobelco, the accounting firm out of Morris County, New Jersey. They hosted us as the guest speakers at their July Executive Women Business Breakfast, and we were so excited to be there in spirit, of course, because COVID ruins everything.
1: Hate you, (laughs) COVID.
0: We actually recorded it via Zoom, so you'll even see the audience if you're watching.
1: Yeah, and it's fitting that this is a special episode, because this happens to coincide with the three-year anniversary and 75th episode of this show. Uh, We did cut some of the surrounding event at the beginning and the end, mostly the networking stuff for the sake of your listener experience, but don't worry, you are getting the full uncut live episode Um, just so you know when you start it'll be sally glick introducing us
0: before we get to that though many thanks to new jersey manufacturers insurance group the official sponsor of other people's business for supporting us for the entire three years we're so excited they do home auto and workers comp so check them out if you need updated coverage
1: And finally, thank you to everyone at NJBIA for keeping this show on the air, especially Michelle Sukurka, Betty Boros, and Bob Considine. We're so grateful that you let us continue to do this. And of course, to our listeners, we completely adore you, and thank you for three amazing years.
0: And now, without further ado, enjoy. In terms of the programs itself,
2: they don't just happen. Um, they, we work really hard at this. And, and the fall and winter of 2019, Colleen and I sat down and poured over a list of potential programs to have for 2020. And one thing we kept saying to each other was, we want this to be an innovative year. We want to do things differently. We want to make sure we shake it up. So I'm here to tell you, be careful what you wish for, because we absolutely never thought for a moment we were going to be having a pandemic that was going to shake us all up. But nonetheless, we started the year with a town hall we had never done before. Michelle Sakirka, the CEO of NJBIA, led that discussion, and we continued on. When we had heard um, Kate and Vinny uh, do some uh, interviews, podcasts, with two of our colleagues, um, Brad Munez and Becky Fitzhugh, we said to ourselves, we need to do a podcast. This is going to be great. Colleen, of course, her hair was on fire the minute I said it. So we decided to do the July program as a podcast. And it had many moving parts. And we were very nervous. And then came COVID. And we just threw in a little tiny wrench. Do all that crazy stuff remotely. So here we are with Kate Conroy. We have Vinnie Cidavello. And we have Jackie Breslauer who, and we asked her to be our keynote, said yes without having a clue what she was actually getting into. So you are in for a fun, fast-paced podcast. It is being recorded. It will be on the NJBIA site and ours as well. But at the conclusion of the podcast, I caution you do not try to touch the red leave button. We've totally disabled it. You are stuck here because we have some great networking afterward. So stick around. It's gonna be a wonderful morning. Thank you again, Bernie, for introducing us to Mercer Street Friends. Kate, Vinnie, Jackie, it is all yours.
1: Thank you so much. You and she's so not kidding, much. we planned this months ago. I, it saved me a few hundred bucks because I was gonna buy a t-shirt cannon for our entrance. <laughs> And now I don't have to. So there's that.
0: It's true. Um, And also, just so you know, we usually tell all of our guests on the show, don't worry. It's taped. You can make mistakes. We can go back. I can't tell you how many times Vinny has said, cut, start again. Um, Not so today. This is totally live. So if we make a mistake, it's a mistake. So um, as Sally mentioned, this is a podcast. This is our show, Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so feel free to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: So with that out of the way, it's my honor to introduce Jacqueline Breslauer of Valley National Bank. Jackie, all of our people here are live, but for the sake of our podcast audience who are theoretically one day going to be listening to this in their cars commuting again, say hi let the audience hear your voice.
3: Hi, everybody. It's Jackie, and I I just want to say that I'm... I'm thrilled that Sally has enough confidence in me as well as Vinny and Kate to launch this because she's absolutely telling the truth. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but Co is just uh, such a wonderful, wonderful organization and the executive women's leadership group is so focused on something near and dear to my heart, paying it forward uh, with nonprofits and whatnot. There was no way I could say no, but Vinny and Kate are right. If we make mistakes or I say something wrong, please forgive me because it's not going to be able to be taken back. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Okay,
0: so we usually start the show with an icebreaker. Um, Today's icebreaker is what are you currently binging? And uh, I think I'm going to start with Vinny so that he can then monitor the, the, the chat. So in the audience, feel free to add to the chat what you are currently binging and we'll shout it out. Okay, so Vinny, you go first.
1: So my daughter has had something of a dictatorship over the TV. We've been binging Doc McStuffins and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Sophia the First. And that is it. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. I'm sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Jackie, can you do better than
3: that? Well, maybe a little. Um, I am obsessed with Madam Secretary as I work out every morning. That's what I watch. She's one of my heroes. So... Uh, my kids tried to get to watch me that, have me watch that, what's that? Lion Tiger show. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, crazy, crazy.
1: Oh, the Tiger King.
3: <gasps> oh, yes. I only saw an episode of to- two of that, though.
1: That's what she says. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: that was a hard show to watch, I'll be it honest. It was. Yeah. yeah, that was a hard show. Probably you can stop at the one episode and you got the gist. Well, yeah. Uh, So I'm currently binging RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, It's a show that I've been aware of for a really long time um, and only recently got into it because a friend said that I absolutely had to and they were right. It is some of the best entertainment and I'm not a reality show person, but it is some of the best entertainment I've seen in a very long time. So very excited about that. Vinny, you want to shout out what other people are watching?
1: Absolutely. Karen in the chat is watching The Floor is Lava, which is what I have actually been sneaking in in the few moments that I can Um, That's a Netflix game show kind of a thing. Um, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. I didn't even know. Is that back? Is that like a a rerun of the old ones? Um, Bernie Flynn watching Breaking Bad. That's a great one. We've talked about that a lot on our show. Yeah, we have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That and Better Call Saul. Uh,
1: Angeline is watching Hamilton. I've gotten through about half of it. And I absolutely can't wait to watch the rest. But um, my daughter came in. She's three and she started screaming that we weren't watching her stuff, so I couldn't finish it. But, yeah. yeah, Yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, Unsolved Mysteries is a reboot, and it's so good. That's what I'm hearing. Oh,
0: very cool. All right. Yeah.
1: All right. So, Jackie, um, the reason that we've invited you here, or that Sally invited you here, is because you're going through an amazing career. I want to hear about your story.
3: My story, so... Um...
1: No pressure or anything. You know, just... <laughs> right,
3: start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. How much time do we have? No. <laughs>
1: making good time don't worry about it. Uh,
3: I, I think it's a very lucky, blessed story. Um, I would say that you know interestingly enough you know my, my undergrad is environmental science and I'm still not very good with plants. Um, how I ended up in banking was really you know working my way through you know college part-time and spiraled into um, being asked to consider uh, joining them when I graduated. Um, Again, having an environmental science degree, I really thought I was going to be a forest ranger when I grew up. I had all intentions of moving to Colorado, but it never happened. Um, So fast forward into banking and into internal auditing of all things. Um, But even back then, I really saw it as a way to be a catalyst of change. Uh, it was fast paced. It's never the same thing every day. And, and I'm not really one to sit behind a desk and not move. So the profession itself attracted me early on. And then as the profession changed and progressed, um, I realized how much it was about relationships and interacting with people, uh, which really kind of solidified I'd made the right decision. So I went back, got my MBA at night in the you know business administration area because I knew I would be in that space. Um, Spent my time studying, to get a few certifications to make sure I could back up what I was doing, um, and it's been a journey since then. I ended up with um, BIT, uh, which some of you are familiar with, uh, for 17 years. Uh, and it was quite a ride a company that, you know, through the financial crisis actually went through bankruptcy and came back out again in 30 days, which will be a white paper someday. Um, (laughs) and so it was an opportunity to really see all different sides of people, uh, which again, you'll, you'll hear me mention that a lot because my whole career has been about relationships and finding the right mentors and coaches that still keep you motivated, um, and surrounding yourself with great people, which was why it was hard for me to leave. Um, I was not looking to leave. Uh, but I was asked to consider Valley, uh, a bank that was on a, a great journey, like a lot of mid-sized banks. Uh, their effort to remain relevant and competitive uh, and they needed to be able to um, change not their culture, not just their culture, but their approach, especially in the auditing area. Um, they were on a journey, and it was a journey that, you know, having met with a CEO who's amazingly brilliant, full of energy, and very much focused on the community again, was hard to say no to. I'm very much about, as I said, paying it forward and Valley Bank is all about that. Um, So it was the right culture for me. And after a year, I have not looked back. I have a new team that is amazing. um, And we're really enjoying the opportunity to uh, help support the bank as it moves forward. And so here I am today.
0: (laughs) So two things came into my mind. I think it's amazing that almost nobody ends up doing for a living the thing that they went to college for. And I think it's still, it's amazing that we still ask high school seniors to choose a major and we expect that that's just going to work out fine for them. You know, there's, you know, doctors, lawyers, accountants, that, that group of people, they end up, but I was a history major. I'm in sales now.
3: There's just, it's so funny. Um, very but, funny. If you were to take a poll, how many of us with college degrees ended up actually applying yeah, a degree, that's right? a that's a really good poll.
0: So put, put that in the chat if you don't mind, ladies. We would love to know how many of you are doing the thing that you thought you would be doing when you got to college freshman year. Um, and the other thing that I thought was, over the course of a career, it's amazing how many people come into your life and impact it, whether they know it or not. You know, I've had mentors, and I've also had... Um, I think of them as like stealth mentors. We've never had a conversation, but I ask them pointed questions or open-ended questions so that they can guide me in a way that they might not even be aware that they're they're doing. I, I, uh, I think of Sally as a stealth mentor. You know, we've never had a conversation where she's going to teach me all about life and business, but you know, I ask her questions and she answers me and I, I learn from her. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your relationships with, with people, the mentors, your mentees perhaps, people that might've been stealthily menteeing you.
3: <laughs> sure. Um, and yes, of course, Sally is one of them. She's a, an absolute move to action. You know you can do this. Uh, really pulls, helps to pull your head out of the sand to say, really, that's me? Yes. <laughs> uh having said that i have been very lucky to have a number of other mentors through the year um male female and you know i think you pick and choose what you want to emulate um, from them per se Um, and it's diversity for me so that is taking a number of different people that i've worked closely with and taking some of their skills and attributes all of my past uh, bosses, I'd say, I have been very lucky. There's not one that wasn't fabulous and I didn't learn something from um, and be able to roll that all together is great. But I would also say that you know, by default, um, I end up being a mentor and a coach to a number of um, very strong women. um, And I have done that over the years and I learned so much from them and I don't think they ever realized that. It is such a two way street Because again, it helps you to understand more about yourself when they ask you questions about certain things they think that you're pretty good at handling that you're like, really, I am? Um, And you learn about their strengths and there's nothing more rewarding than being able to build that relationship and help to coach and mentor them and see them progress. And again, selfishly knowing I learned probably just as much from them.
1: As someone who's been both a mentor and a mentee, what's the best way to start that kind of a relationship?
3: Well, you know, as they say, I, I and it's interesting, Vinny, I've been involved in implementing mentor programs, um, probably on three different occasions. And it is so hard to assign mentors and mentees to one another because it's about the relationship. You can try to, you know, analyze uh, different characteristics, if you will, of personalities, um, you know, their likes and dislikes, um, and then try to put people together, but it, it just doesn't work. So. I would say my recommendation is that you really have to find someone who you would like to be your mentor and you have to find a way to have a cup of coffee or lunch or something like that to ensure that there's some kind of connection there uh, because it can't be fake or it's just not gonna work because I've been involved in those two. So it, it's not easy to do. Yeah.
1: And by all means, if you have questions for Jackie, put them in the chat, I'm gonna be monitoring that.
0: Mm-hmm. So in one of our, um, pre-taping calls you said that someday you wanted to live on a ranch. (laughs) I did. How do you when you think about life in suburban New Jersey and you think about life on a ranch somewhere do you think that there's a a line from point A to point B or do you think that that's going to be a little bit choppier to get to get to?
3: I think choppier. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. You know when I was younger, I was the, the girl who went uh, camping and um, in the back country, went out to you know Wyoming and the Grand Tetons and um, it was such a part of my life back to why I thought I was gonna be a forest ranger, right? Really an appreciation here in the United States for the beauty that exists and how natural and simple life could be. Having said that, I have zero patience and run a hundred miles an hour as most people that work with me know. <laughs> And could I really flip the switch to take a deep breath and enjoy that? I hope to someday. Uh, I really do. Um, and I'm starting to try to get back to my roots a little bit within that regard. You know, there's a, a, a lot around here that's good, but you know, we're in an environment where, you know, I worry how my kids will survive. Um, because of the taxes and how much it costs to live in New Jersey, um, and so I'm a big proponent of the the small businesses that are trying to survive and and the people that are trying to make their way. I hope they can, but uh, I am looking someday to maybe going out west where it's a little more simpler. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: out west, uh, we have a, a question from Becky Fitzhugh. Where is the ranch? Is it is there a state that you that you love? Is <laughs> Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, or is it just sort of vaguely
1: out How there. specific is the dream? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a mountain range called the Grand Tetons. Oh, see? I knew it. I knew it. So, yes, Wyoming is the answer.
1: Fantastic. That sounds like it would be so fun. My allergies just wouldn't let me do it. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> I that there would be fewer, less pollen in the desert, right? You think so? Oh, in
1: the desert? (laughs) Is the
0: Wyoming kind of desert? She said forest
1: ranger, you know, I I wasn't thinking the Sahara or anything, you know? I
0: don't know the West. I don't know.
1: (laughs) You're from the West.
0: No, I'm from the Midwest. We have trees there. Oh, okay. I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, I had a question. Oh, no, here it is. Um, What is, you've achieved a huge amount and you're still Young person, what what is left? What is the next thing on your list professionally that you want to? <laughs> Sorry.
3: Uh, so you know, at this point in my career, and I think this actually probably started about a year ago. Um, I started to think about again, you know, what kind of a difference can I make? I mean, I work in a great bank that's trying to make a difference for the community. Don't get me wrong. I work with a wonderful nonprofit, Family Connections. Um, but I have to say that moving more towards dedicating my time to volunteering um, and helping boards like Family Connections is really where I've been focused now and I want to thank Sally for pointing me in that direction she's someone who I'm sure this has happened to some of you on the call I reached out and said it's time for me to give back this is great I've reached where I'm at in my career but who cares? You know, what is life really about now? I need to feel like I'm doing something deeper and something more meaningful. Um, Again, love my job. and love coaching my team and, and, you know, rooting for Valley. I will continue to do so, but what can I do on the side? And um, she was nice enough to connect me with a nonprofit that was important to me, right? It has to be something that um, you really want to support, you know, you all know that, right? Uh, for me, it was, you know, an organization that um, helped families in trauma in general, especially children. Um, and so that's, that's really what's next for me to continue helping in that arena um, and maybe finding other things that I can uh, help make a difference for people.
1: Question from the audience from Karen, who wants to know if you have any advice for internal promotions and working with colleagues when you assume a leadership role.
3: So, it's very important when you assume that leadership role to get to know your team. I'm a big proponent of surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me um, and treating them well and knowing that they're appreciated. So, it's very important you know who you can depend on, who you can trust, and you might have to make some hard decisions as a result of that. Um, you know, in our business world, it's called a skills assessment see who's surrounding you and supporting you. And if you have gaps, uh, based on, you know, whatever your, your job is and what you have to support and contribute, then you might have to make some changes. Um, does that mean you have to, you know, terminate people? No, maybe there's another place in the organization you can counsel and mentor them out to, but you really have to make sure that you have a strong team around that you can support um, and is, is really understanding your vision and you have to motivate them and tell them how much they're appreciated every single day, very important. Hope that answers
1: answer. your
0: question, Karen. Great answer. Vinny, are there any other questions from the audience? Otherwise, I think we're going to move on. Let's move on. Okay. So now is the point in the show when we would normally take a break, but this is live, so we're just going to roll with it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to play a game. This is where
1: we ask the speaker if we've kind of hit everything they want to. So, Jackie, have we hit everything <laughs> you wanted to?
0: <laughs> I think so. Awesome. Okay, great. So now we're going to play a game called Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things and we each have to decide quickly if they are awful or awesome and be prepared to defend your answers. Um, And Vinny will be monitoring the chat so please feel free to play along. Uh, First up is Hormel Chili. Vinny.
1: I, I had never even heard of Hormel Chili until our uh, production meeting. On, I have no idea. It's not, I've, I've heard of chili, you know, I've eaten chili before. I just, is this like a special kind of chili?
0: Yes.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, in, in a pre-COVID world, what I would have done is just pop by ShopRite on my way home from work and gotten some and tried it, but you know how it is now. So, you know, I, I'm just gonna have to say like I've, I've never tried it, I'm sorry. Wow.
0: Yeah. Just color me disappointed, okay?
3: <laughs> jackie awful <laughs> it's right up there with spam I, most of you on this call are too young to probably even know what that is but
1: i'm getting that impression from the chat by the way
3: so. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to eat anything i can't see through
0: <laughs> yeah okay so i would say awful as well except when i was little um we had a big family. And when we made tacos, the way that we would make the taco meat go further was to add a can of Hormel chili. And I didn't know that that was passe or not a thing to do until I moved to the East coast. I don't think I've had Hormel chili since I, you know, 30 years, perhaps maybe, but I remember being really excited for the tacos. And so it's associated in my memory. that <laughs> So I'm going to have to be the lone person to say, awesome. Okay. I'm just going to have to do it.
1: When we say the lone person, I mean like the chat is literally showing me that every single person is awful. So,
3: hey, In your defense, it can be used in a really good taco dip, to your point. I do have a sister-in-law who uses it for that. So,
0: Taco dip. Anything involving chips, just sign me up. I'm a big fan. <laughs> okay, next up is suburban livestock.
1: Yeah, so I live in Hunterdon County, which is kind of this – halfway in between suburbia and agriculture. And so you you find that you're living in an area that you think ought to just be suburbia but people have livestock. Um you know the people down the street from me have ducks but I'm going to go awful because my in-laws their next door neighbor has a rooster and that's just the worst thing you can possibly do to your neighbors. You know, five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, this thing starts crowing. You know, we have alarm clocks for a reason (laughs) and I don't need to be micromanaged by my next door neighbors in terms of when I wake up, so awful.
3: Yeah, Jackie? Um, I'm with you Vinny on the whole rooster thing. I'm starting to reconsider my uh, answer. I was gonna say, Okay, that's kind of in between awful and awesome. I have a good friend who actually got herself some chickens and has the chickens lay eggs. And uh, that's a cool thing as a hobby, especially during the pandemic, which I thought was interesting. Um, and I do threaten my husband, I am going to get some kind of a little goat for the backyard, but um yeah, I guess I'm right in the middle there. It depends what the animal is.
0: <laughs> Where do you live that you could own a goat? Would, would the
3: township, like, be okay with that? Well, I'm not sure it'd be legal. I live in <gasps> I live in Boone Township, but I will tell you there's a llama um, uh, farm that's not too far away, and to see them walking around probably, I don't know, five miles from me is amazing to me. So, um, yeah, yeah. I live, uh, there's a lot of woods in my backyard, so I have a wild turkey, I have bears, I have... Dear, I have a lot of wildlife that makes me think that I'm, you know, on a ranch someplace. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair.
0: I think I, I have to say awful as well. My, my parents live on 10 acres and they had um, chickens for a very long time. And so I know what it means to wake up to a rooster, but the neighbors couldn't hear it. And so if, if I lived, you know, here in my little house in Edison, New Jersey, and a neighbor's rooster woke me up, I would, I would be upset. I would be annoyed by that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Our audience
1: seems to be kind of in the awesome category, especially when it comes to chickens, you know. Um, comments here saying, you know, uh, I love getting eggs from my next door neighbors. Yeah. Some people that have things more than chickens, you know, everybody likes to view them, the llamas and the goats and the sheep, you know.
0: Somebody has
3: a llama in the suburbs?
1: Yeah, I don't, I, can you? <laughs>
3: I'm like... my farm, it's a farm, so they have a license for it. Oh, okay, okay, that's fair. I guess if you have enough acreage you can. what does a
1: llama do for a farm
0: uh they protect um the sheep i think like on a working farm you know how like you've got a herd of sheep and then you've got predators that might try to attack and eat the sheep a llama will protect the sheep from the predators i think okay according to my extensive uh
3: viewing of mcleod's daughters about 10 years ago
1: (laughs) donna's neighbor has a kangaroo
3: yeah, I know, Biddy, I didn't want to steal your job, but I saw
1: that. <laughs> I have one job here, all right? I'm going to do it. <laughs> wow,
3: that's, <amazing>. that's interesting.
0: <laughs> kangaroo. I don't even know where you would get a kangaroo. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, moving on. Um, the last one is fashion
1: masks. I'm going to go awesome on that. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's another way to customize things. We're all kind of in this world now where we have to wear them. So, as long as we are, we might as well, you know, match and everything. Um, <laughs> I don't have a lot of the fabric yet, but I ordered some special fabric, you know, with stuff like, um, it would be like very obscure movie reference, kind of like the same fabric so and so would have worn in X movie. So, I'm looking forward to making some masks out of that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And when I say
1: I'm looking forward to making the masks, I am going to give the fabric to my wife because I have no idea how to sew. So speak.
0: I didn't want to do that to you in, in yeah. public, but offline I was going to say, are you really going
1: to be the yeah,
0: sewer no. or is Tara going to be I'm the I'm going to help.
1: List? I cut the stuff out. She gives me the, the template. Okay. It's like a cardboard thing. I put it over, I, I cut, and then I hand nice. it to her. Shout out to Tara. She's amazing. Shout
3: it. out. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Jackie? I think that's awesome. I um I really haven't taken the time to think about a design for myself. M- my whole family are huge New York Giant fans, so I have a feeling that's in my future. Um, as a birthday gift, like it or not. But uh, I just love when I'm out and I see people that have taken the time to design a mask that represents their personality or something they like, because he's right. We might as well have fun with it, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, so uh, I'm an avid royal watcher and uh, on Instagram this week, the queen of Spain and the queen of, I think, Sweden, both were wearing masks, the exact same fabric and color as the gown with jewelry, with the tiara, like it was the full nine wow. and the mask mat It was kind of amazing and super impressive. And it ma- it was, I was thinking like goals. I need to like somehow incorporate a mask that matches certain pieces of my wardrobe if I, if I need to do something special outside. I was really impressed. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Okay, Vinny, anybody from the chat?
1: Yes. So the, Karen had the idea of support your local museums, get one from their online gift shops. Ooh, um, good one. Yeah. I like that. Um, I'm looking for the the name. Somebody had said that they got one from their alma mater and they were very happy with that.
0: That's awesome. I like that.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. I think that was the game.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> usually at this point, we ask people for some advice they'd give to the young, their younger self. And I wanted to change this up a little bit and ask, what's some advice you would give to January 2020 you? <laughs> And by all means, ring in in the chat, and I'll uh, share out some of the best. Right ones.
3: before all hell broke loose. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, I was toying with going to Paris for the weekend uh, with my husband because I am pretty much a workaholic, um, as is he, quite frankly. And I thought, wow, wouldn't it be nice to just escape, you know, for a long weekend by ourselves. Etc. And I didn't pull the trigger because I was being too rational at all. I had this to do at work, and gee, I wonder how much money it would cost. And I, you know, I don't really want to leave the dog. And then if I go, I'll feel bad that I didn't take my kids, and etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And I never pulled the trigger. Um, and so for that reason, I would say I, I, life is too short. And um, things like this happen, and now you're locked down, you can't go anywhere. So that was my little mm. Mm. Good one. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I would that. have bought,
1: like, a whole tub of hand sanitizer, you know? <laughs> Everywhere you go, like, the dollar store, when they have the little bowl with the little ones out for a dollar, I would have just yeah, bought right. them all. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah funny. that's a good one. I would have um, – I probably would have stocked up more on cleaning supplies because I'm not – I live alone, and, you know, the place isn't filthy, but it's, you know, it's not perfect all the time. And so when I did need to go and buy some – I just needed like Windex for something. I realized somehow that I didn't own any Windex and I couldn't find it. And I was kind of appalled and really um, beating myself a little bit up about not having basic cleaning products and then not being able to get them. And I was just like, good Lord, what what have we become? <laughs> Stock up on cleaning products is my advice.
1: <laughs> yeah, the big one from the chat is traveling. Everybody would yeah. have wanted to take like one last trip. Um, yeah. Uh take a cooking class was Karen's one. Um buy a, a pool. Um Allison a she shed, you know, would have been great to have that. So I yeah. like that.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Anything? So... Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Jackie, anything that you'd like to promote, keeping in mind this episode will air probably a week from now.
3: Promote.
0: Anything? Any event coming up? Anything?
3: Oh, I was trying to figure out uh, if you want a business or personal or (laughs) anything you want. Something coming
1: up you'd like the audience to know about.
3: Um, You know, I would just like to, you know, step back and say, think about um, giving back in some way to whatever charity is dear to your heart in this time, because they really are struggling. And there are so many of them out there that are dealing with, I think, the repercussions of this pandemic that have yet to hit. And when I say that, it is, you know, the people struggling to find work, to keep food on the table. Um, I know I sound dramatic, but it's happening in your own backyard, trust me. It is the people that are home now that, you know, no longer have an outlet to these nonprofits that help to provide counseling per se, right? If they are, I hate to say it, you know, victims of an abuser, um, they don't have an outlet to school or to work anymore. And those abusers are home and probably cranky. They don't have jobs. Again, I know I sound like a Debbie Downer, but you know, um, as much as I am such a positive person and only surround myself with positive people, um, I'm also a realist about um, the world and what's going on. And I just would say that you know, I could sit here and say you know, family connections, please give to them, but I think it's important you give to the organization that makes you feel good to pay it forward, knowing that there will be some repercussions from this we have yet to see. That's awesome. I love that.
1: So how can people get a hold of you if they need to, or, you know, the bank or follow you online?
3: Um, Actually I'm on LinkedIn. Um, My email address is very easy. It's Jay Breslauer, although spelling that is, is probably an issue, but I think it's, it's on the advertisement somewhere at valley.com. And um, yes, I think, you know, the power of networking, I didn't touch upon that because I know we're going to roll into it soon, but there is nothing like that. You don't realize the people you're going to meet in your lifetime that will either help you as a person or maybe help your child out or a friend. Um, it's all about connections. Um, so very powerful tool to network. And so I say that, that I'm very open to anybody reaching out on LinkedIn or, or sending me an email. Happy to chat. Fantastic
1: awesome that's our show right
0: Yep, that's our show i think uh i'm gonna do one quick plug for our upcoming women business leaders forum it's our largest event of the year and this year's virtual the week of september 8th through 11th i'll put the link uh for more info in the chat if you enjoyed yourself today and you'd like to subscribe to the show visit njbia.org backslash subscribe we frequently have women business leaders on the show as guests so if you think you'd like to join us one day and be in the hot seat uh we'll put our contact info in the chat as well. Um, At this point in the show, we usually thank our listeners and subscribers. And while we absolutely still do thank them, we also really thank all of you for joining us today. Uh, Thank you also to Mercer Street Friends, which gives away 2.7 million pounds of food annually, serving 80 different local organizations. Thank you to Jacqueline Breslauer for being our guest. And finally, thank you to Sobel Co., especially Sally Glick and Colleen Logan for making this happen. We know that Michelle Sakarka would have been a safer bet, but you took a chance on us and we are super grateful.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you so much. I am so honored and humbled to have been invited here today.
0: Same.
2: We told Vinny he was lucky there was a pandemic because he didn't have to fight through a crowd of 200 women to be the only guy on the program. So Absolutely. When- <laughs> well, we have Bernie, too. Yes, we did. We did have Bernie. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. Brand. At the time, I think I might not have been sure who was coming from Mercer Street, but yes. So um, we all know how awesome and overwhelming that group can be, and uh, we thank everyone. Um, a couple of comments real quick before we move into the networking. Jackie mentioned how important it was to surround yourself with people smarter than her and I am as smart as Jackie and I have done the very same thing so before we move on to the networking I want to make sure that I say one more time that none of this could ever happen without an amazing collective team at Soboco and every one of you knows that without Colleen and her guidance and certainly Brittany and Becky and all of the other women partners who contribute to this, Liz and others, um, it wouldn't be this program today. So I could throw awesome and awful questions at Jackie, but it wouldn't come out nearly as much fun as this has been. And thank you also, Kate, for reminding us about the September 8th program. I did write it down, I've checked it off my list, but I know that Colleen and I have never missed. We've been there from the beginning. This is certainly a fabulous legacy you've built and they're wonderful programs.